Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Hold on one second, guys. Sorry. I'm awful with technology. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much, as always, for making your way here, checking out the series and the episode. Uh, Please do hit that subscribe button. uh, For I put out three new interviews every single week, a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists, discover some new ones, know what's happening in the music world. You can do so at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts. From. I'm Kyle Merritt. Today I'm once again talking with Jaden. He's back. He's actually here with a uh, full-length debut album, Tell Me About Tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be talking about how he found inspiration in uh, Silverstein and Lil Uzi Vert, writing about his own struggles and the balancing of angels and demons. Now, he's also sort of the uh, the protege, I guess you would say, of like Travis Barker and Machine Gun Kelly. So we're going to discuss sampling Blink-182 on here, being championed by pop-punk legends, and the new songs that are set to be included in an upcoming deluxe edition of the album that uh, I think he's going to be premiering on tour. So let's do this. Talking about Tell Me About Tomorrow, it's Kyle Meredith with Jaden. Hello, my man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, dude. It's been uh like i said before we started i haven't seen you in a while a lot has happened since then so thank you for having me yeah the last time we talked i mean everything was just getting started you know you'd had your first few singles out you just signed the deal uh but you know for, with label and, and and i know you were working on the record and and you've been on such a hot streak it seems since then i mean even recently Congratulations on the VMA nominations, even the uh, collaborations you're doing with uh, Lottie Dyer becoming hits. I mean, this this seems like a pretty frantic time. I don't know. what's How's it feel? It's uh, been really crazy, man. Like, it's really hard to put into words. Um, I talk to people all the time about it, trying to come up with, uh, you know, different ways to express how I feel. Um, but it's really leaves me speechless. Like, I never thought I would be here. Um, but at the same time, you know, I've worked so hard. And... I've put a lot of dedication in that. Uh, it, it just kind of encourages me, you know, it just shows that hard work pays off. Also that there's a bigger, bigger purpose out there for people. So it's a bunch of different things. Like you said, uh, blessed to make really good music with really good people. Um, I still think this is just the beginning, you know, like uh, it's obviously 
further than the very beginning, but uh, it's still just the first step in a really long journey. So I'm excited. That journey, and as I was saying, the last, you know, when we were speaking last time, and and knowing that these were, you know, the first songs uh, basically, and now to have this collection that's making up this album, "Tell Me About Tomorrow," can you hear the journey within those songs? Absolutely. Uh, even like in the, the the timeline that I created those songs, a lot of them um, were like earlier in the year. Uh, as opposed to when I finished the album, like I, I made probably like four or five songs in the last like two uh, months that we were making music for the album. And um, it was just crazy to see how, you know, every every time I make a song, I'm trying to learn and uh, make the next one better. And so it, I feel like I did that and the album really worked together. And uh, but it wouldn't have been possible without Travis. Like, seriously, like uh, he there's a lot of things I wanted to put <laughs> on the album. Uh, and wanted to put out, uh, but he, you know, just showed me a lot of wisdom um, and, and how to be careful with uh, what you're doing and how to give it your best. And with all of that, we created, I think, the best first album I could have ever come out with. Um, and and the, the response shows that. So it's dope. It's just like the coolest thing. One thing I've been, uh, there's several things I've been impressed with, and I, I will compliment you on each of those individually, but but <laughs> finding your scream <laughs> like how fast your voice changed from those early songs to just a year later, you know, to, to what we're hearing. Like, I don't know, but th does that come natural to you? Cause a scream isn't natural for everybody. You know, um, this is one thing that I, I learned really, I've played three shows now. Right. Uh, I had really, really cool opportunities. The last one I played was Lollapalooza, which was absolutely insane. What people don't understand is like, Recording in a studio is super different from like singing in real life, performing, you know, because you get to do it over and over and over again. Um, and these songs, like before I ever really knew how to do anything, I would just try stuff because I always love challenging myself. But then there came a time where I have the best vocal coach in the entire world. Her name's Valerie Morehouse. And um, she actually teaches me the correct way to sing, which is like, I didn't know that was like a thing. I was super like, ignorant to all, all, all the things that are needed to, you know, be known uh, to be like one of the greatest. And I was like walking around like, oh, uh, I'm going to be like such a great singer. Little did I know how like far away I was from that. So um, I meet with her all the time and she literally teaches people like how to scream um, and stuff like that. Funny enough, I, I haven't talked to her about it yet. And I just kind of went for it in my songs, you know, because it's like, I don't really... I, I just decided, like, I know what I think would, like, if I heard it, I'd be like, oh, that's fantastic. And there's something about just, like, screaming that carries a lot of, um, obviously, volume, but <laughs> it carries a lot of impact on people, you know, and especially putting it in, in places that people wouldn't expect. So it, it's, uh, it was, <laughs> it's, it's like a big part of my music, actually. Like, people don't even know. I'm so, like, glad that you brought that up because um, there's, like, a band called Silverstein um, that's, like, a really melodic uh I'd say beautiful, like pop punk band that incorporates like screaming and like, it's so sick. And I, I ever since I started listening to them, I, me and my roommate, we were just became obsessed with it. And I had to put it in my own music. I, there's like even a, a moment in my next deluxe album where I do some stuff like that. So it's cool. I think I've only talked about screaming in an interview specifically with one other artist. And it's a dude from Silverstein. I'm not even kidding on that. Oh, wow. What the <laughs> fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. But yeah. it, yeah. And, and, and for the compliments, I mean, you know, what, like 
you did that cover at driver's license and your voice went somewhere. I didn't even know that you were capable of going and, 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 and no vanity. I mean, I wrote that one down just like your performance. It's really noticeable. It really is what you're doing on there. So compliments. I, I appreciate on that. that dude. Yeah. I, I appreciate uh, when people appreciate like my voice and how I showcase it in different ways, because I grew up singing, you know, like Justin Bieber was uh, one of the biggest reasons I started singing when I was like a kid. Um, so to get get some uh, compliments on that is a really great feeling. I appreciate that. You know, as we talk about the screaming, it, it kind of leads into, you know, as I'm listening to the record, what you're singing about, it, it does seem like there's a lot of struggle, the struggle within, you know, that's happening uh, w- w- within these songs, uh, exercising. I don't know. Do you, maybe it's not one or the other, but do you see this as an album where you're exercising your demons? No pun intended. I know the song's there. Or is it about lending a hand to someone else? I think that it could be both. Um, I think a tattoo recently that I got way before I ever made an album uh, um, that really stuck out to me is this one. It says, Randa Angels Chased by Demons. And I, I was thinking, like, that's such a perfect way to describe this album is um, that's what I'm like kind of trying to represent. And it's like, I've wanted the right path. I want, um, I wanted all this. I wanted to be on the angel side, but you know, I ended up falling um, a lot of times to the demons because that's what happens. And it's like people, um, people always talk about the bad shit that happens, not really like why it happens. Like, it, are they, is it happening because something good is like greater is happening, you know? And that's kind of what I wanted to give people hope that like, although I was, falling in and in, in, in all these uh, uh situations uh that so many different people can find themselves in i was still like going towards you know the angels like I, there's hope at the end and uh that's really kind of what uh i'd say in a very general sense uh anybody can take from this album um so 100 you mentioned that angels demon it, it gets the sequel here yeah, it does. How, so what, what's the story of that? How, what, what, how, how do they work together, the songs? I want I want you to know that, okay, this is like, I, I just decided like a long time ago, you know, I'm going to be super honest on everything. So I'm like an open book, right? About everything. This is the, ex- on, this is the exact reason. I love Lil Uzi Vert, okay? That man is goaded in so many different ways. He's like, he's one of the funniest people that I've like ever seen. And uh, I got to play like a video game with them, like on, on this like streaming thing for Red Bull. It was really cool. It was mad funny. Um, but he has like a bunch of songs, even albums that are like part two, you know? And uh, I was like, that is so cool because the first song was so good that you have to make a second one. Like that's the whole like thing, you know? So I, I looked at my biggest song, which for a while I didn't even like really appreciate it for what it was like. I knew I had made really good music, but when you first start and it was also new to me, I just wanted to keep making more, you know? Um, but looking back, it's probably my favorite song I've ever made. Uh, getting to perform it live is like crazy. I, it seals the deal for like my whole set. Um, so I looked at it and I was like, yo, we got to make another one. Uh, but we got to make it better because I actually did get arrested after I made that song, you know, which is so ironic. But not, I mean, it was all part of the plan of like, like God's plan, you know, like I had to learn a lesson there. But um so i was like i'm gonna display this like oh i was this like because it talks about like uh like fuck me like a rock star that type of stuff you know like, i'm a rock star that's what i'm claiming so i'm i'm like displaying to people oh i'm so sad like whatever 
um, just hang me on a wall, take a look and tear me down. Cause that's all you want. And, uh, that's how I felt about society. Like people just want to look at you and then when they're done with you, throw them away, but then boom, bring it back for the part two, still a rock star is if you can't tell us, it gets me a little excited. Like I love, it's probably like my favorite, one of my favorite songs in the album is, um, Angels and Demons part two, just because it's like, one, it's kind of a surprise if you've never heard about it and you had no idea uh, what was going to happen. Super cool. And then two, it's just always awesome to make something else um, on top of like, you know, like the first little baby I had, Angels and Demons, and getting to like build on top of that. It's, it's awesome. Now, you know, you wait for a, a little amount of time, however long, years or whatever, and part three wraps up the story. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll, make, we'll just add one every year. <laughs> The continuation. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, the, the sort of uh, the meta moments in here, um, you got a song DTA. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that is named after the label. I mean, naming the song. Yeah, absolutely. It's 100% after the label. Um, like, you know, being the only person signed to Trav's label. Uh, he's had a lot of people come in that, he, you know, he's talked about signing. I think, you know, there, there's going to be a lot of cool opportunities in the future for there, but for now, you know, it's just me and Trav. So, um, like getting to talk about what that means and putting it in a song is cool. Really, the song is just fun because it's like everybody has like an ex, you know, and obviously it's like a breakup song. So, um, you know, people like to relate to that type of stuff, even though everyone wants love and I have love and Travis has love. It's like just saying like love is dead and I don't trust anyone because everyone wants to have that, you know, that side of them that they're able to go to and like feel good about shitting on stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it makes it fun, you know, as a fan kind of finding those moments in there though, you know, just knowing, you know, the backstory of everything. And I know that Travis, you know, you've obviously played such a huge part uh, in, in your life as the producer uh, and, and the songs too. I mean, you've got, um, it's been talked about a wasted year, you know, I, I think it's, yeah. is it an actual sample or is it just leaning into the Blink-182 sounds? So it's like, we, we, that there was a whole process with it. We were going to do a different point song and then it didn't get cleared. And we went with feeling this and, um, it just, yeah, we more just leaned into it a bunch because it's like, we have Travis there. So it's like, <laughs> the funniest part is when people comment, like, this is literally a blink 182 song. And I'm like, what Travis, <laughs> did you know, did you know that this shit was blink? No, but, uh, that's one of my favorite songs because it's it's cool being able to get some notoriety, you know, from legends, you know, saying knowing that they all approved and like signed off on it is so cool because that means I'm really bringing this sound back um, to the ears of like people my age um, again, which is like a blessing, you know, like they did that for literally years and years. And so getting to do my part is really cool. That's what I mean. You've got members of the used, right? Uh, also co-writing on here, and it, it does seem like it seems like there's a, a community, a punk community, you know, of uh, of the previous generation, or however you want to say that, that's rallying around you as as the future. I mean, does it feel like that at all to you? <laughs> it does. I mean, it, yeah, personally, like it does. Like I haven't met anyone that's. I mean, you don't know what people think all the time, but everyone that's met me has been super, super supportive. Um, and people that people have come up to me saying like, oh, they're talking about you like this, hearing all that stuff is super, um, humbling, honestly, because it's like, usually the, it's competition when somebody new comes into a space and they're not given like credit or respect. And people have just respected me so much, uh, to the point where I feel like I don't even deserve it, you know? And so 
um, I'm just super blessed um, getting to look at what the coolest thing that's ever happened. I say this right now because uh, I say it in a lot of interviews, but like the one, the big, the biggest thing I learned from Travis is a lot of things, but he looks at me one day and I was like, Travis, we're making punk cool again. And he looks at me and he goes, don't get it twisted. Punk has always been cool. Like everyone's just realizing it again now. And I was like, dude, you're so right. And so getting to be a part of the way that like it takes the stress off my shoulders because I know what all these people have laid down, you know, like all these bands, like um, just, just creating the way, creating the path. And that's what Kels did for me as well with this last album is created like a path for me to come in and get people excited, which is uh, all I can do really and give people hope. So I'm excited as well. And and the nod there, of course, uh, yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. And that's what I'm saying. Like for everything to be happening, what seems like at at such a bullet pace and and to have these folks, I mean, it sounds like you're getting good advice. Like, uh, is that, is that really being distilled towards you? Because we've know those stories, you know, it eats people up success like this, but I don't get that sense from you. I appreciate that. Um, Yeah. Success is determined. It's relative, you know, it's just determined by the person who has it. And I find success in relationships um, personally, um, I obviously, it's impossible to keep every relationship you have, uh, things happen in life, but like, you know, if I have a solid relationship with someone, I think that's much more valuable than like, uh, money or like success because, or worldly success, because, um, you know, that's the only way I've gotten here is by people seeing me and believing in me, uh, because of the relationship I had with them, not because I had money, because I definitely didn't have that. And like, yes, I had followers, but I only had followers again because of the people I met and they encouraged me to like do stuff like that. So um, I'm honestly just blessed. Like I couldn't ask for anything greater. I've learned so much in this past year. You have no idea. It's been like, I, I've learned more in this past year, two years than I have my, the rest of my entire life. So um, it's, it's in it. At first it was kind of scary, but now it's super exciting because now I get to use these lessons and apply it to my life and, um, go on and continue to make an impact on people. Well, I know you got the uh, the shows on the way. Three shows under your belt. One of those, a Lollapalooza stage, is your second show ever to be put on one of the biggest stages in the world and, and come out of that shining. Uh, and and you've got the Machine Gun Kelly dates on the way and your own headlining dates. What's this tour going to look like? Because you got your album and your songs. Are you going to be bringing out the covers as well? Oh, dude. Um uh so my deluxe isn't out yet so the people who are going to the first like week or two of the shows i'm gonna be i'm putting two songs for my deluxe in the set so that's gonna be really really fun um i'd say i mean it's better they're better than anything i've made um so far and like i can say that because i'm only making the music and uh that's like what i go for every time and with these they're like really really fun super super crowd crowd pumpers i don't even know if that's a word but like <laughs> they're gonna get the crowd excited and uh, i'm just blessed man like the people who are on the store are really here for like the right reasons mgk i think picked a perfect lineup um me getting to be direct support is like the craziest thing i just have to say thank you for i'll thank him for the rest of my life because it's the greatest opportunity um but i'm gonna fill i'm gonna fill up the shoes that are in front of me you know like i'm not about to walk in here like whatever, like I really love music and I really love putting on a show for people and I really love um, my fans, you know? And so all of that combined, it's going to change people's lives, man. I, I swear on everything. Like 
Uh, I, I can't express enough how much I want every single person to be at these concerts because they're going to be crazy. I'm going to get everybody I can in. Like, seriously, I don't care. Like, it's going to be crazy. I, I'm excited to be there and I'm performing, you know, so um, I'm pumped. All the right reasons right there, man. All the right. I, I think maybe if I remember right, you might be coming through Louisville, too. So, uh, yeah, wherever. If I got to drive, I'll drive, you know, if it's Dude, not here. So please. one way or the other. We're going like MGK really is dedicated to this shit, man. No one else is doing a tour like this. It takes a lot of grit. It's 36 stops in 50 days. You know, that's like, that's a heavy tour. And we're, we're going all across the United States, like sometimes twice. So um, we're going to do everything. Everybody's going to have a chance. So I think people should take it if they can, because it's literally, it's going to be crazy. I can't explain. We leave in six days. Let's go. Six days. Well, awesome, man. I will see you out there at one of those shows at least. Uh, maybe a few too. Jaden, congratulations. Tell me about Thank tomorrow. You. This is such a great debut album such a great album uh, and all and uh you know congrats on every uh, all the success that's came to you i appreciate you man you have a good one bro all right we will see you around thank you kyle have a good one bro so you want to be a rock and roll star no well how about a podcast star well as it turns out there's a new all-in-one platform just for you it's called anchor and it's the easiest way to make a podcast and check this out it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Now, of course, it was only last year that uh, Jaden and I last caught up. Uh, the first time we uh, spoke actually to talk about his, at that point, seemingly overnight success of his music career after making a name for himself on TikTok over the last couple of years. So uh, I want to include that interview here as well. Part two of Kyle Meredith with Jaden. Yo, what's up, Kyle? How's it going, man? It's been exciting to watch what's going on here uh, w with you. And, and you know, I, I was thinking most of the time when you use the word overnight success, you know, the artist will tell you, it's like, well, I've been working at it for, you know, a good 10 years. And this is when people first started seeing me. But I, I don't know if that's actually the case with you. You know, your first single isn't very old. You know, it's less than a year old. And, and we're looking at 27 million, you know, just Spotify alone spins. It's not even counting YouTube. Has it felt like overnight in this instance for your musical part of your career? You know, that's actually a really good question. I don't think anyone's asked me that yet. But, you know, out here in, in this in this kind of society, this, this world, especially in the music industry, along with social media, you know, a year in L.A. feels like 10 years to me, man. I feel like I've gone through 10 years of my own life, you know, through different types of pain, different types of success. But, you know, looking at my music, it feels like it just happened yesterday. So I would feel like it's been overnight, you know, and it's been a, it's been a, a hard overnight, like a, definitely a, a, a impactful overnight with a lot of stuff that we've done. But definitely when I look back at it, you know, it's within a blink of an eye. You know, I bet that happens for a lot of people. Uh, but for me specifically, I, I definitely uh, resonate with that for sure. And, and going from, you know, what you were doing prior, uh, especially on TikTok online and everything, when did it become clear that you wanted to make your own art in this way? So it was after I just went on this social media tour, you know, MagCon S of July of last year in 2019, 
that uh, we were in Dallas, and I'm a big Juice World fan. I was prior to this, and I, I noticed that he had a uh, concert that night in Dallas, and so I told all my boys, I was like, guys, we got to go. So we bought tickets online a couple hours before the show, showed up, and we were moshing inside the like you know the little VIP area or whatever, and to Juice World's song "Empty," and the line. Uh, that was saying, I'm empty, I feel so goddamn empty, and for some reason, or a big reason, but whatever it was, I'm so grateful for, I just had, like, the biggest revelation and epiphany um, I've ever had in my life. Uh, you know, I really didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. I, I'd been lost um, personally, you know, with my purpose and, and with kind of my self-acclimations prior to this moment. And all everything just came together in that moment. I saw thousands of kids not just singing this line, but really feeling it. You know what I mean? They, they, they were crying out just as the same was, as Juice World was when he wrote the song. And so I, I, I was like, I've been there too. And Juice has been there and thousands of these kids have been there. And that's something that brings us all together. You know, it doesn't matter who you are, uh, what you are, where you come from. Uh, this one line in the song brought thousands of different people of different races, you know, different beliefs, um, different sexualities all together in one moment. And that, that was so beautiful to me because division was just like, a big part of how I grew up, you know, no one ever worked together. Um, everyone just seemed to hate each other. And I, I, you know, felt like I was a part of that for a long time. So at this moment, I felt like, wow, dude, like I, I really found out my destiny because this is, this is what's going to bring the world together. You know what I mean? This is how powerful music can be. And that's kind of like a long explanation. But right after that happens, I went back to LA and I started talking to as many people as I could to try to get me in the studio just to try, you know, I told myself, you know, I don't know if it's going to work for me, but I at least have to try because it was so beautiful in that moment to see how powerful um, his music was to everyone and especially myself. That's, that's really interesting. And, and, and again, you know, for a lot of artists, they get to spit, they get anonymity for a much longer time before we get to hear like their, their first bits of, of music. I, I mean, what, what has that been like for you? I mean, how long were you actually spending learning how to write a song or did that come really natural? To be quite honest with you, you know, I, I try to learn every time I go in the studio. I try to learn every time I get an opportunity to, but it really has just come pretty naturally for me. And I think that's why I'm so adamant or was so adamant um, about this sort of career is because I, I never want to put myself anywhere that I don't really um, fit or don't think it's going to you know, work out naturally. So I, I put all my efforts into music because I, I, I noticed that everything just started falling into Place, kind of like a puzzle and uh, when I first wrote Comatose it was my first rock, um, rock song I ever wrote and it took like six months to release because we had some issues um, with like you know law contracts and things like that with producers but you know everything settled out and then after we released that I knew if I could just release one song like that was like my big thing like if I could just release one song then after that I feel like everything will fall into place either it'll work or it won't and I, I'll realize that so we released it and the day after we released it Travis Barker calls up my team and uh that kind of like started everything you know meeting with labels and meeting with everyone in New York and California and then I finally met with him in person and I realized okay this is a guy I definitely need to be with and so it just started like the snowball effect of honestly success and I, I owe it to everyone around me I owe it to uh, my team and especially Travis for having faith and seeing 
what was in the future, not just was like what what was right in front of us. So, and, and you, I mean, you're Travis's first signee on this label too, right? Like you're yeah, your product yes, number one. Yeah, dude, isn't that crazy? Like, imagine how I feel, honestly, having like this legend that is it took me underneath his wing, essentially, you know. Um, and he works with so many amazing people already. Like he had such an opportunity to to sign and work with so many others. And he didn't, and he decided to, you know, pick me as his first time. And like that, just I think about it every day, dude. And I'm like, ah, oh, like what? Like how is this possible? You know what I mean? Now, now the the obvious question that I'm sure you have been asked: Were you a Blink fan uh, prior to this? Dude, that's so that's such a funny question. So I grew up like listening to like classic rock type of stuff with my dad. But I, I grew up in the South, you know, and it, it, we everyone out there once you get to middle school and high school is like listen to trap music. That's it. And so I, I didn't really get to branch off into that. But as soon as I moved out to L.A. I started talking to this girl named uh, Mads Lewis, who we started dating a while back, and uh, she's a huge Blink fan. So yeah, I like it's really funny the timing of everything and <laughs> just like fit in perfectly. And I became like a huge Blink fan. Also like Green Day, Five Finger Death Punch. But and we always talked about Travis Barker because her and her dad just like loved him. And so the fact that you know I ended up working with him is crazy. And actually on Comatose before I even like met Travis before any of that happened. Uh, me and my producers used Travis's drum kit on Splice. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so we didn't even, like, obviously I had no idea any of this was going to happen. And then Travis didn't even know that it was his own drum kit, <laughs> like, whenever he listened to the song. And we were like, yo, this is you. He was like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so everything honestly just fit together, dude. It yeah. was, like, the perfect story. It was crazy. Kismet, definitely. Yeah, and, and, and here he is playing. I mean, now, now not only do you have his drum set, you've actually got him on the drums on some of these songs. And, you know, I've just heard the new single with with. So what? And it's not saying that it had to sound anything like that, but I feel like I can hear some of that influence of the, of that era and that genre on this track more than you know the other couple songs so far. Uh, with it being the new single, what's the story with this one? So you know, with so what, it's kind of it's kind of funny because uh, you know when you hear so what, people usually put a question mark at the end of it, like so what, but. This is more like, so what, with an exclamation point. And this has really just been my attitude because, you know, there's a lot of trials and tribulations, quote unquote, that come in people's lives, especially mine. You know, things come daily. But I, I obviously, this is more kind of like a like a love song, you know, <laughs> we're, we're meeting that aspect, but it, it applies to everything. And everything that I write, dude, is, is really like a moment in time of my life. I, I don't I don't sit down and write songs. Like I go into the studio, I hear a track, and then I freestyle for like a certain amount of time, and then we cut it up and see what we like best. And I do that with the purpose, one, with Juice Inspirations, and, you know, because he's literally like my idol. And then two, um, because I, I just love being real. Like I, I really try to harp and focus on being a, an authentic version of myself authentic representation of who i want to be and i feel like that's the best way to get it out of my out of me and, and a melodic flow and so so what we were just in the studio me Sam, uh, john feldy and travis and he turned on like this guitar riff and just started like, singing in that like punk rock hit and like that punk rock vibe just like hit me and so i, I just started freestyling talking about like so what i'm broken like in my heart's frozen you know like all these things that are supposed to be bad that would prevent me from doing you know what i want to do i'm saying like so what like i'm gonna do it anyway you know what i mean i'm gonna get over my fears get over my pains and go and rock out and in the music video your storyline tells exactly that mooch did a fantastic job directing 
you know, me and him, are, uh, he's my bro, like, he's my homie. It's literally been, it, this has probably been my favorite project so far. I mean, I bet artists say that all the time for each new song, but genuinely, this has been my favorite project. Freestyling as a stream of consciousness style right there, too, it really does put each song in the most present version of the moment and, and i mean compared to like you know if a you know a lot of bands would write an album and, and then it would take you know six months to a year to put out and so what you're hearing is you know a version of themselves from a year ago but like like yeah. angels and demons i would have to wonder in in that respect was that uh sort of a reaction to your fame that you had gotten to that point yeah okay so angels and demons is probably the most song i have really you know comatose is about my first girlfriend uh so what i was about kind of a relationship i had in, in the past couple months but also with the, the view of just life in general but angels and demons is genuinely about the battle between my mind you know a lot of people here fuck me like a rock star and they think it's about sex like, i'm not talking about sex like that's not who i am i don't i don't write music about money or cars or anything like that that's just not it um i'm talking about you know the highest point in my life which i i see myself as dancing on a cop car like I'm on top of the world, like everyone's looking up at me, like, oh, it's so amazing, like, fuck me like a rock star, like, that's the type of the reaction. And then the lowest point of my life, which is in the same chorus, which is fucked up like a rock star, like riding in a cop car, and no one can help me out. And so it's just, just this battle that I've had for a long time in my mind of who I am and who I want to be, and the actions I was making and the actions I wanted to make. And it kind of took me back to really like high school right after high school when I was in a really deep depression and I was just doing a lot of stupid shit for no reason, which ended up hurting myself more. And then where I wanted to be, which ultimately is kind of where I'm at right now, where I get to make music, you know, take care of the people I love and myself and also tell everyone who hears that music, who sees me on my platform that they're loved and they're cared for. And that although they may not see the end of the rainbow right now, it's still definitely there. And it's not going away as long as you'll keep after it and understand where you come from. You'll always get to that point. You know what I mean? And that's why I, I was really grateful that I got to have the genius interview as well for Angels and Demons because it kind of really explained that in depth. And, you know, not everyone, everyone watches every interview, but that was really important to me because I don't want anyone to think that I'm out here for like money or fame. I am not at all. Like the sole reason I'm, I'm in music is because of that Juice World concert. And I saw the impact that music has on people. And I saw the impact that the music had on me. And I wanted to do that for one person or millions of people. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter the number. I just wanted to do it because I, I just care about people so much. Like, I really do. I, I'll kind of trivially ask about, you know, with a title like Angels and Demons, did I read that, like, your parents or one of your parents was, was is a pastor, was a pastor? Yes. my uh, Both my parents were uh, pastors growing up in my childhood. And now my, uh, my dad raises money for you know, different nonprofit organizations. Uh, my mom does a lot of different things in that manner. It's, it's been really crazy because growing up in the South, everyone's pretty judgmental with that aspect. You know, it's either you believe this or you, you get casted out. You know, you're an outcast. And I was, not that I ever, like, I still believe, like, you know, I'll tell you that openly. Like, I, I do. I, I love what I believe. But it's not in the judgmental sense at all. Like, I, I think everyone is entitled to their own beliefs. You know, when I grew up, I didn't think that. And... Now I believe that, you know, love is what leads people to change, not judgment. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, if, for anyone to cast anyone out for any sort of reason is absolutely stupid and absolutely um, the opposite of what I believe. And so it, it's been really fun and kind of beautiful because my parents were the most supportive people in my life. Like, absolutely the best people um, I've ever met. Genuinely, 
would do anything for them. Um, and they've been the most accepting coming out here because it is a very different world. You know, like I remember at my high school, like my principal, I just got my ears pierced and he told me I wasn't going to be able to graduate if I had my ears pierced. And I was in line with my cap and gown on and I just got them done the day before because I just got back from L.A. Um, almost tried to suspend me because I got my nails painted. Uh, like all that type of style of stuff, you know what I mean? And so coming out to L.A., got my ears pierced, you know, started getting a lot of tattoos, started like dyeing my hair a bunch of different colors. My parents were just with me the whole time, dude. And they, they've just shown so much love. And that's the love I'm trying to show to everyone in the world. Cause that's, that's the love that, you know, ultimately gets people where they need to be. Like that's, that's how people should act. And my parents are a great representation of that. Uh, that's a beautiful sentiment and a very important sentiment, especially, uh, especially these days. I mean, forever and always, but uh, it seems like people do need to hear that. I appreciate where you're coming from on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you've also done some acoustic versions of this. Is that a different experience for you? Do you have to approach, you know, uh, a song differently when you're taking it in that direction? Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny because it's like with Angels and Demons, it was such like a heavy chorus song. Uh, bringing it down was, was kind of just different. But Travis is so good at, at just music in general that he's really good at just telling me, here, do this, do this, do this. Um, this is what you need to change. And I, I mean, I grew up in like choir. I got a choir growing up. I was in Mary Poppins my junior year. I was Bert in Mary Poppins. I was Prince Charming in Cinderella. So I, I have kind of this like singing background. My dad majored in hymnals in, in college and, and music theory. And so I have that like singing background. Um, so that's kind of cool to lean on sometimes. Like I love guitar in general. That's kind of why I really stuck with rock music. Um, so be, being able to do that acoustically, um, it shows just a different side of everything. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of emotion in acoustic music, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, it, it's different for sure, but it also allows me to showcase my different talents. And that's what I really want to do for people as well, is kind of show that I'm not just screaming. You know what I mean? Like I'm not just like going out here trying to hit the highest note or whatever. Like I, I um, enjoy all of the process that come along with it. Well, it's been fun to listen to. Uh, again, I, I, I'm so impressed with what you're doing. I mean, uh, you're already, it feels like, you know, hitting new levels with, with each track. So congratulations on this, Jaden. And thanks so much for taking the time to talk about it, too. No, absolutely, dude. Thank you so much. You know, like, the real questions are the ones I love to answer, and you've definitely done that for me. So I appreciate that. And, yes, we're very excited about So What. It's literally the craziest thing in the world, dude. Moose, Moose killed it 100%. So. Right on, man. We'll take care, and we'll see you around. All right, perfect. Thank you so much. Have a great day, dude. You too. Bye. All right, bye. And again, my thanks to Jaden. The debut full-length album is called Tell Me About Tomorrow. Thanks to you. For, uh, again, listening, uh, checking out the episode in this series, I, I do hope you hit that subscribe button before you get out of here uh, for new interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Just subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. After that, head over to uh, WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews Monday through Friday 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots including Instagram Facebook and Twitter. All three of them at Kyle Meredith. I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition of Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.
Consequence Podcast Network. No, that's that's perfect. <laughs> it's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.